welcome to the Bee Water Podcast. Conversations with and for people who love water. Hi, welcome to the Bee Water Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to speak to Nick Thorne, who is a local North Devon surfer, Ironman, stand-up paddleboarder, who does a lot of work with the local kids, both life-saving and swimming. Um, He's got an amazing history of activity in the water, and uh, with a good arm, you could certainly throw a stone from his bedroom window and get it into the sea so yeah hopefully it's going to be interesting he's got a lot of very funny stories from over the years and there you're not going to meet many more people who spend more time in the water than nick does hey hey buddy (laughs) i can hear you i can't see you but i can hear you is that is that what we're doing yeah, does does whatever. Don't, don't need to see each other. I can, oh. you know, whatever. It's easy. Nice. No, no, that's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's, nice. So I don't know. I'll ask you some questions, and then you just chat. Simple. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Too easy. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Yeah. Even, if, even if we just listen to it and let the kids listen in twenty years' time, and be yeah, like, "Yeah, right, oh, what happened there?" That's what Dad got up to. <laughs> I might, might just uh, at the same time then. and um yeah we'll just see how it goes see what comes up so what is your first memory of of being in the water nick and and where was it do you remember Um, yeah i kind of do i mean i grew up in the dark depths of cornwall you know um and uh being from like synostal guess not a whole heap going on where we were and yeah. mum kind of thought obviously I was quite asthmatic when I was quite a kid so she thought let's get into swimming so she said uh, let's get to the pool I reckon like, give her, like your breathing and stuff get your routine going on just yeah. just relax kind of start from there really the love for the water and then we sort of moved around Cornwall quite a lot um, and kind of wherever I went to I just sort of you know by the beach or whatever it was and then yeah found an old stick on the dump as you can say, and then uh, start surfing that bad boy. How was that? <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. So uh, I haven't kind of looked back since, really, so it's just been good. That's been cool. I remember speaking to your mum, like, years ago and going, how come How come Nick and Michelle are so good at swimming? Was it you? And she, and, um, she said it was to do, she reckoned it was your auntie or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. I wish you'd all brave someone else, mate. <laughs> 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 so when you when you were swimming you you were good at swimming there i mean you are good at swimming but you were yeah, a competitive yeah, swimmer weren't you? of course of course um yeah so just sort of swimming from there really just took over and then um you know surfing wasn't always you know getting in the sea i guess wasn't always my love you know it was just putting my head down and getting the yards in i guess and i've been quite dyslexic i guess as well just sort of focus on something yeah uh, and i just sort of put my sort of mind in a, in a good place just I could quite happily self-isolate you know being in the pool yeah. and all that yeah um true. so yeah so I kind of put my head down and did that and then really it's just a case of kind of working it from there so you know as I got older sort of figured out I was pretty good at it and then uh I just spent a lot of time sort of you know actually training long distance which is my sort of forte which is good for sort of endurance and obviously breathing again and all that sort of thing um so you know it just kind of developed from there really I you know when, Went to the Olympics like, uh, trials in 90, uh, 96, I think it was, for the Sydney Olympics. Right. 
and I kind of missed out on two places, you know, it was a bit of a bit of a gut wrencher. I was 17, yeah. you know, just turned 17. And I think at that point now I went to myself, well, I've got two options, you know, I move inland, move to like Sheffield or whatever, you know, and really focus. And I was yeah. like, no, I couldn't, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. it. I just yeah. couldn't do it. You know, I I just get into my surfing and stuff and, and I guess maybe kind of the Ironman bit sort of took over then. I, and then that kind of worked in my favor because, you know, I was good at, swimming which helped with ball paddling and fitness and you know drawing stuff and long distance whatever yeah. um yeah so it's sort of like bulbed from there really i always sort of saying to myself i should always go back to it and from a young age so it was 17 i thought you know i could try it next time but i didn't make it so i'm not gonna do you know 2004 or whatever it was the next olympics so it's quite a long eight years to sort of prep yourself or whatever it is to get ready for the next one you know so yeah it's true true yeah so it's kind of that point now i took a bit of a crossroads and just went for the kind of yeah, get to the beach and competed. Did my first Ironman race, got a second in that. I was like a 17 national Ironman, and yeah, and then kind of went overseas. Just yeah, went to Australia and moved there for like 13 years, I guess, backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, kind of competed in the best as I could. Yeah, you were pretty yeah. good at, at being Ironman, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I don't think I was too bad at it. Yeah, too shoddy. That too shabby, me old darlings. Yeah, no, it's all right. It was, it was one of those, it's, you know, ski paddling for me, I think, kind of like being a waterman or person that gets in the sea or hmm. swims or board paddles or ski paddles or, you know, just someone who's kind of being used to the ocean, I think, was always one of my fortes. And um, even when I competed, the high level was like swimming in the sea, for instance, I found a good technique to do that. Um, you know, say sort of, I won three European Ironman titles and three surf races and three board races and I kind of basically competing against like Olympic swimmers there and yeah. in the pool nowhere close in the sea I could beat them yeah 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 so, different environment yeah big time it was a bit more a uh, bit more gorilla like you know you had to yeah. be a bit more a bit more savvy about what you were doing and plan your routes and you know not like get ahead of the game and just stick with them rather than being the leader and you know yeah. then use the energy type thing but yeah. so it worked in my favour you know just working yeah. at it that's sweet. Yeah. So for people who don't know about uh, where you live, because you live in a beautiful place in North Devon, mm-hmm. maybe tell them where you live and because uh, you could, with a good arm, you could throw a stone into the sea from your bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's, I guess it's always been a love of mine to live as close to us as can to the beach. Um, when I said to myself, I could never potentially have an office facing the beach because I'd never get any work done. No, uh, true. So I turned my office into the beach. So yeah. then obviously teach surfing or, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, or getting been in the water every day. And obviously mm. being to the point where I managed to, luckily, you know, thank my lucky stars, it was a good point. I had a good business going and managed to buy property in the middle of Willoughby. So, yeah. And I just expanded on that, really. Yeah, just finished a three-year extension and uh, live about 100 yards from the beach and raising four lovely kids. Yeah, not bad, is it? Getting in the sea most days with them. This is awesome. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it? Just getting them confident in the water and uh, and just passing on a little bit of knowledge even they don't listen. You know, like kids are not. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, you know, yeah, it's good. Totally. I think we were the same. Probably were. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Still not listening. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> and then you ended up surfing and now you're paddleboarding as well. And then, uh, so... Uh, yeah, it's lovely. Uh, so, you, you had an injury a, couple, a few years ago now, didn't you? How's that working out? 
Yeah, I, I, I guess I've touched on wood again. Most of my life, kind of not too many injuries, competing wise. Yeah, just normal wears and tears, I suppose. You know, shoulders, necks, back. Yeah, and I guess key. I always just keep motivated, Um, and I just don't sit around and let that injury or uh, the pain kind of take over. Just keep it going and stretch it out, whatever, and. Um, you know, not the most routineish of persons of doing you know, yogas. <laughs> but believe it or not, I do do exercises and, and make the body fairly ready do to go. A lot of stuff. exercise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I busted my uh, ACL, ruptured that, and ex- uh, stretched my um, uh, ACL and the inside ligament, which eludes me right now. My wife will probably kill me because she's a physio. Um, and I, re- yeah, basically just ruptured the kneecap, um, and then ripped all the cartilage and yeah. Um, but yeah, did a really good job of kind of busting my knee up. Yeah. I did the whole Nick Fanning where basically the front <laughs> leg was still on and the back leg had gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was interesting time for you there. Cause I remember like, cause it was right at the beginning of sort of winter, wasn't it? Or quite early, like end of autumn and and then I remember not seeing you in the water for a while. And then the kids must have seen you and said that you'd hurt your knee. And then that must have yeah. been like for you to be out of the water for quite a while at the, at the start anyway, must, I guess that's like the longest time you've not been out in the water every day. No? I think it was a funny one, you know, and it was a specific time of life where a, I was building my, my house. Um, B, it was almost uh, an excuse not to go surfing, so I could mm. build my house, if you see what yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good so, timing. Yeah, in a way, yes. So, for injury, no. No, no. <laughs> actual time of life, I think, was in a, a good position to take me out of the water, because I could have spent a whole lot of time in the sea, and a lot of my buddies keep telling me now how much good a winner <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd still be living on a building site. <laughs> yeah, we live in another building, so you know yeah. those years of being a surf bum are kind of kind of getting over a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was nice that you, because you, you'd already started sort of paddleboarding, didn't you, and, and teaching paddleboarding, and it was it seemed like a real godsend that you could just slide more into that whilst you were recovering, and, and it was a really good stepping stone into mental health for me because obviously I could mm. keep me in the water because that was one big thing that I was struggling with but I could turn it off at that time because of my injury yeah uh, but also at the same time I could then turn that into adapting my love for going in the sea I suppose surfing and you know because I've always rode fairly short-ish boards and mm. just sort of experiment a little bit more different types of boards even though I've done so with very small boards in the past you know, yeah. like fishes or, you know, mini mouths or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. So, trialing that bigger board, which is always a nice thing uh, to obviously figure out because supping, as we all know, is, is very, very new and it's very uh, mm. uh, undis- you know, undiscovered in many ways because, you know, there's, there's a lot of brown groundbreaking stuff going on out there. Yeah. Uh, but also, at the same time, it was good for my knee rehab. Yeah. Um, so I could, uh, you know, concentrate on my core, concentrate on my knees, concentrate on that whole kind of bums and tums, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it worked. 
that's good. That's cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that must have been hard, like mentally as well, and like you say, just to work through that. And it's your job as well, isn't it? You know, so it's like not just your your pleasure. That's it. That's it. I was going to say. So I was going to ask you. you There's probably too many, uh, too many memories that you've got. But have you got any really standout magical? moments surfing or otherwise that you just you know it's just for all your millions of surfs and swims and everything else is there anything particularly that stands out yeah good one there's, there is there was quite a lot i'm not gonna lie um freaky like as not freaky ones as in close to uh, an extreme situation where you know you're dealing with big surf or mm. uh wildlife <laughs> yeah um so i guess you know hawaii for me has obviously been a greatest love you know i spent a couple of years going over there competing and earning good money because that was my job professional right. athlete you know yeah. and good, you know they paid quite a good bucks over there uh, yeah. so we were competing against like top top guys over in, in hawaii and paddling around the islands basically um so yeah, I mean, one one that sticks out is uh, we did a surf race uh, at a place called Makapu, which is uh, just off a national park for like you know wildlife etc. and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So it's a real, real kind of exotic part of the world. Um, and there was a two islands called Rabbit Island and Black Island that we would paddle around as a race. And the first one back would have been like thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then. I did a surf race and it was the, with my buddy who was called, called Wally, Wally Williams. He was a, a six times world surf race champion or whatever. Um, well, absolutely, you know, legend and stuff. And me and him basically took off head of the pack. I stuck with him. We used to compete quite a lot together and we used to kind of know how each other worked a little bit. Um, and then as we swam out, it was all like perfect reef. Yeah. You know, you can look down and be like Nemo and Dory <laughs> and you're like, oh, fantastic. That's the yeah. experience ever. And yeah. it was go dark. Right. it would be the drop off yeah and then <laughs> and then you just see these big things moving around at the bottom of the ocean wow oh, uh this is a little bit different you know i've come from nemo to <laughs> not nemo <laughs> 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 um and then but yeah and then you know people would start being pulled out of the water by these boats because it's a breeding ground for hammerheads no <laughs> Fantastic. I know. So me and my buddy were swimming out again. Did you see that? Did I see Because no one else really finished the race because everybody got pulled out because the Hawaiians were like, stop, stop the race, stop the race. What are you doing? Yeah. Be like, we need our thousand dollars. We want to do this. You keep know? battling. So yeah. just, keep, just keep swimming as Dory says. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that was, that was probably the one that sticks out as a, uh, just one of those sort of picturesque moments to yeah. uh, this is kind of heavy <laughs> yeah 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 you're yeah. gonna forget that one no no, no. we've got, sure. we got plenty here i was gonna talk i was gonna ask you about lundy because okay. uh, people we well, not everyone will know lundy island but it's a it's a beautiful island how far is it like 20 miles away off the shore uh, 19.8 Willie? miles to be precise 19.8 miles and yeah, from Wollaki Beach it. to uh, the beach of Lundy, yeah. Yeah, and you know that actually swam it, no? I did, <laughs> yeah. I did. My <laughs> <Like> craziness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a story, you know, it's kind of, I was always, I'd always wanted to go there, but I don't think I'd ever wanted to pay for the boat to get there, if you see what I mean. Uh, <sighs> and I turned 17 and I had a buddy with a boat and we decided to basically 
paddle it. So I just paddle on a board like at 17, just thought I'd give it a go, see what it's like, you know. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't so bad, actually, six or six and a half hours paddling and, you know, just uh, kind of one of them sort of, uh, you know, when you grow up around in North Devon, you look at Lundy and you see yeah. it every day, you're like, oh, what is that? What is that place? What is that place? And, you know, probably yeah. just a tight, tight butt, not wanting to pay for the boat or whatever. Yeah, it's expensive, anyway, isn't it? <laughs> it can be a bit pricey. <laughs> but what an amazing place as well. Um, yeah. And it's worth every penny, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But it's one of those, you know, and I, pad- I paddled, basically paddled at 17 and then kind of ticked that box, you know, and I went, oh, I won't worry about it. And kind of maybe 2008, 2009, I think I decided I wanted to swim it. Mm. So I thought, well, you know, let's, it's never been done. I've seen a few people done it. And there's a guy called Hussan in 1962 who oh, swam it from Heartland to Lundy with a buddy with just an oar and a boat, basically. And right, okay. Cool. He bet him a case of ale and <laughs> a donkey or something, I think, yeah. randomly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the donkey came involved, but anyway. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, so basically, that was the first time all a solo swam ever from Lundy. Um, and then I basically did it for... Um, uh, I did it for, kind of for charity, which is obviously the Children's Hospice Southwest, which was a close heart to me because 2008, my daughter was born, uh, Matilda, which is uh, which was like a eye-opener for me because she was so healthy and she was just buzzing on life, you know, yeah. and all that. And I just thought on the spin side of it, if she wasn't that person, then she it could be quite poorly. And we know a lot of people that obviously gone through the whole hospice uh, sort of process have mm. suffered with it. And I just thought, oh, let's do something that, you know, do something for the people that can't enjoy that small thing by having a healthy child, you know? So anyway, yeah, yeah. that was the reason. <laughs> that was good. It's good to have reason. Yeah. So I thought, well, let's do it. And I raised about £15,000, actually. So, well deserved. So some good dollars for them. Um, and... I just, yeah, I, I, once again, didn't, a bit of an unknown, you know, because it's never been done before. And I was like, well, mm. it's been done from Heartland to Lundy. And then I thought, well, I'll just try and give it a go from Lundy to Willakeem and see how yeah. I get on. <laughs> so I did it on a 10.6 tide in September. Wow. Uh, biggest tide of the year. And I thought, well, it's going to help me a little bit, surely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's going the right way. Yeah, exactly. It was coming <laughs> in, to be fair. <laughs> and it was a bloody big tide. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I talked to my mate who had, uh, who had the buddy called Chopper, who had the Crazy, I think it was, in Ilfracoon. Fitting yeah. boat, I feel. Boat trips, yeah. Yeah, being the crazy and all that. And <laughs> uh, I just basically just sat down and did some map reading and sort of tried to figure out from there and how would it work on a 10.6 tide and which direction we need to head in without missing it and heading up in Wales. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we kind of figured that, that we'd try it on the biggest tide possible. Um, I think we were going about sort of 6.8 knots at one point, and then next was going 6.8 knots backwards. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, kind of, it worked in some ways and not the other. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, just working it out so we don't miss Willacoom, you know? Uh, nothing worse than getting stuck up the Bristol Channel. So, no. yeah. So we did that, and then, yeah, it achievable. Uh, six hours, 28 minutes. I managed to make it back to Willacoom Beach with a great welcome of about 50, 60 people in the hospice. Brilliant. With flags, so yeah, it was a oh. it was a, a once in a lifetime experience. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad going, is it? Six hours. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, 
people who don't know, that's the second, we've got like the second greatest tidal range in the world. Of that's Bristol it, Channel. Bristol yeah. Channel. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot of water moving about. Yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> and people ask me all the time, they say, oh, did you see anything? I said, well, no, no, I didn't actually, no. Uh, maybe a few jellies, you know, a yeah. couple of seals as I took off on Monday, but literally it's just the abyss. Yeah, yeah, you don't see that much, do you, either? Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's a pretty good one. But Lundy, you got married in Lundy as well, didn't you? It's got a, you did. You've got a soft spot for Lundy now. Yeah. I, I mean, that's always, for me, it's kind of, um, sort of that love is always there, you know. Um, my daughter's, one of my daughter's middle names, Lundy, and I think I'll, we're getting a dog in two weeks. Yeah. It's going to be called Lundy cool. as well, apparently. Nice. Yeah. Woof, woof. Yeah. So cool. it'll be a new addition to the family, which would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we basically got married in the uh, uh, registrar office in Barnesville, as you do. Yeah. Um, and then took the vicar from Willacombe over with us. Over for a trip. Yeah. <laughs> took him for a day out. Yeah. And then he blessed us in the in the uh, in in the church, and then oh, anyway, just a really fun round because they were trying to replace the roof at the time, which they've done now. Luckily. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Well, it's a good recommendation for anyone who yeah. doesn't live local. If you for sure. come down, go and see Lundy. Cause it, looks, uh, it looks like it just floats, doesn't it, out of the sea sometimes, depending on what the mist's like. It's just like this floating magical island. Out there. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I just, we went out last year for a, another experience, you know, on a commercial side of it for me. is you know, you do stuff day in and day out and, you know, mm. you can get a bit repetitive or whatever, but... Mm taking a guy out there last year and it must have been hundreds upon hundreds of seals wow just everywhere absolutely amazing and you, not even the video footage could put it into perspective how uh, amazing it is because you don't see it from like up on the cliffs you don't see that no. plethora of wildlife yeah i was going to mention that yeah because that was something that i don't think anyone else had done before is it you started arranging like Paddleboard adventures out to Lundy and around the yeah. island, which is a lovely idea. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, um, it's a once. It is a once in a lifetime experience because yeah. it's not for everyone. <laughs> no, no, it's you a know, big trip. It is a big trip, and I think you've got to have some sort of experience of supping in some ways to you know do it yourself. You know, um, yeah. but danger-wise, it's fine. You know, we have mm. all, all the all the set. Uh, risk assessments and protocols just in case there's a problem um but generally as far as the experience goes you get a boat out in the morning and then there's a little kind of changing area that we use on lundy to blow the boards up get changed leave all the stuff and then yeah off you go have a little stuff up normally up to gold rock if it's quite good conditions excuse me you can go a bit further out um it depends on once again if it's kind of a bit windy yeah. or not but um, yeah, then you get back on the well. Hopefully, normally we can try and get a little cheeky pint up the Resco on the, before we come home. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> pull the boat back. Normally, a ball was a good run up the cliff. But, yeah. <laughs> that or a paddle back. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> exactly. Well, hopefully, but more of that will happen. Obviously, uh, depending on when this goes out, we're all in lockdown at the moment, sort of. Well, to yeah. some extent. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but uh, I'm sure everyone's going to be flooding back once. Uh, mm. They're certainly not going to be flying abroad, so I suspect North Devon is going to be swamped at some point in the future. Yeah, it's going to get uh, it's going to get busy, but I feel maybe because uh, you know just 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 because of the environment that we're in, you know, it's mm. just, it is a lovely part of the world. It's um, beautiful, you know. 
on the beach here three weeks ago when everything kicked off. It was, I like the shed, like, Willoughby was like a private beach. Yeah, yeah. Surfing by myself, you know, and I mean, I know it's a bit controversial about surfing or, or, you know, actually going out and, you know, being in the sea. I can Mm. understand it, you know, I fully, and I back it. I think it's important Mm. people aren't experienced and they haven't got the ability to deal with situations that arises or whatever. That's right, true. Um, Yeah, then don't. (laughs) But, you know, I I started, as you said, life changing experience of running around dropping farm boxes off to people's houses. So. Yeah. Hey. It's <laughs> Crazy. I know. How the other half live. <laughs> hey, I know. I know. <laughs> but you're like, I've done pretty well to 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 wing it this long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't have used wigging it. <laughs> you're oh. probably better at the phrase of wigging it than me. <laughs> I, feel, I was about to say, I feel I feel totally the same, if not worse. <laughs> I'm, the ki- I'm the king of the wingers. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Captain Hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool huh? it's good it's good that you know, thank goodness that that came out that was cool yeah i just think you know because uh, like i said it, the season was just a kick off with surf school with suck tools and you know coast steer and whatever and then uh yeah boom we got hit i was just yeah. in rocco actually yeah I was supposed to, that was a story and a half oh, that's right it? yeah and i was on the friday night it was about the 17th i think it was march and uh I talked to my business partner and he wasn't going out. Um, he wasn't supposed to be going out to Morocco on the same time as me, but right. I talked to him. He says, look, you know, it's up to you. Uh, if you don't, don't want to go, don't go. You know, yeah. I was like, well, okay, well let's have a look at some options here. And I knew there was a TA already out in Morocco that could run the course for us. Uh-huh. And uh, obviously it's part of the ISA and surf ISA and GB or whatever. And, you know, it's a fairly decent stamp for people to get a qualification to teach surfing or go into lifeguarding or, you know, it's a great yeah. gateway to employment. Um, and yeah, on the Friday afternoon, I just talked to him and I said, oh, I don't know. You know, I've been watching it. It's escalating quite heavily. You know, I've seen the Italy thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, and he says, well, it's up to you. And I says, that Friday night, and I just called him. I said, no, I don't think I could do it. I really don't. I probably... You know, A, if I'm away from the family and this all kicks off, you know, they need someone around to basically try and sort stuff out, you know, because, yeah. you know, it could have gone two ways in some ways, couldn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I took the option to stay with the fam. Um, and then on the Thursday morning, the week after, I got a text at 7 o'clock in the morning just as I was about to get into a taxi or would have done yeah. to tell us that the flight was cancelled. Ah, good call. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I talked to my buddy who was coming back at the same time. It took him three days to get out. So, really? Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be stuck. You don't want yeah. to be stuck out there at that time. But uh, good, all safe and sound. Yeah, all good, thanks, mate. That's uh, that's wicked. Now, yeah. what was I going to finish off? I was going to just finish off with a couple. Like you do a lot of work with uh, with the local kids, and you life saving and swimming mm-hmm. instruction and surf lessons. Uh, I was going to imagine you see an app. I was thinking more of like the people that come down in the, you know, in summer as well, rather than the kids that live locally. But you must have seen some real like life changing moments go on just when you're taking people co-steering or surfing for the first time. I imagine that must be magical sometimes just to see their faces. Yeah, I, I think we probably take it for granted, you know, because... Mm-hmm. 
it is on our doorstep and it's something we've always done. You know, when co-steering kicked off, I'd already been doing it since I was a kid. You know, yeah. it's like one of them. Um, and I guess it's as a first timer or something who's never done it before, you've got to kind of uh, take yourself out the box and say, right, okay, what do these people normally do? They walk down the high street, they walk into a shop, they buy a stamp, whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you're in an environment of, you know, you've got all the safety kit, you know, you're looking like a, a, a minion. Yeah. <laughs> Cruising your way down to the rocks. Like, what am I about to do? Sorry, uh, can I ask you again where we're going? <laughs> yeah, is this helmet important? Yeah. <laughs> so when you give them the helmet, you see the look of panic. <laughs> so comfort zone is probably being tested at the back at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, the, you know, just, I think... Yeah, I think people have got to, they just sort of go from that, um, right, you mess around, you're going to get hurt, basically, to, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, um, and then just, yeah, just basically people just going, that was one of the best experiences I've had in my life. Uh, yeah. And, you know, surfing, I think, is a, is a, sometimes it's not just such the beginner surfer, I know they do get it, I get that, um, mm. it's aggression as well, for the, you know, people want to. Yeah. aggressive surfing and, and I, what I like and what inspires me is you know co-steering's great you do your, your groups and stuff but there are they are kind of just a one-off um, yeah. you see them once they're gone they don't necessarily come back and do it again right. um, and that's the next stag group obviously yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, or, and then you know teaching swimming and surfing and um, you know swimming for me especially because it's a love that I've always had and you know working with kids and over this winter especially I got back to the roots of it all and but you know, before this kicked off, it all kind of was, you know, something I haven't done for a while, teaching sur swimming, I guess. And, you know, just little toddlers, little kids that just never been in the water before. Yeah. Uh, to the point where at the end they're swimming around and kind of don't want to get out. And I think uh, for me, that was just a great sense of achievement. Uh, yeah. Having a confidence out of any small human <laughs> or yeah. human, be that just the progression and their ability to overcome barriers, you know, and I think that you know, should learn a little bit by that in a minute, you know. Um, and yeah, so, and there's such sponges and, you know, we're all sponges really at the end of the day, you know, and no matter how old we are, we're all learning. And actual fact, yeah. it's better if sometimes you don't know something because you can learn quicker. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I think it washes off there. I think you've got such a lovely nature with the kids and you're so friendly and happy. And, you know, <laughs> and, you know from Jaya, from our daughter, like, you know, she was... Just, no, no, I really miss Jaya. Oh, she misses you. She's, Aww. you know, she was such a... What was she like in the water swimming? She's always... She could float, Aww, but she's like she an octopus. It was like a survival everywhere. skill. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I can't believe... You know, she just... Because she trusted you, and like, you know, I think... When you trust someone, you you just relax, don't you? You know, I think she trusted you in the water to teach her, and like her, t her swimming came on amazingly. Um, she did really well, didn't she? Didn't she actually? Yeah. She's uh, yeah, she could actually yeah, save herself now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell about One anyone else. Skill. <laughs> Brilliant. But, well, you know. That's nice to know anyway. That is oh, man, she loves it. And all the people, you know, when we do our yoga retreats, we've taken people like coast steering and stuff in like the other year and stuff. People yeah, always talk about it after. It's like a real highlight of their 
but just that enthusiasm and the fact i think the fact that you pretty much live in the war is you know that rubs off on people people just feel safe and, and yeah cool. i think so i think you know and i guess maybe in some ways and you know i, I try not to talk too much about the current situation i don't watch news and i mm. you know a bit of jeremy vine during the day when i'm driving around doing the rounds or whatever dropping all these farm boxes off to very desperate people yeah um you know um one thing i've learned out of this is actually in loving it a bit more um, yeah. you know loving the water being and passing on that kind of enthusiasm to my kids uh you know because they're trying out kit for people like boards and wetsuits and giving yeah. them feedback on what type of kit they're using because you know they're the next generation of kind of water persons you know um, yeah for sure and i think that's really a nice experience to have and to be going through uh, and before maybe i didn't enjoy so much sand between my toes does that sound a bit mad no, um, no yeah but i actually quite like sand in my toes in my pockets and my shorts now yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't have to dive straight in it's um yeah i think maybe yeah just a little bit of a life bit of, um how do we put it probably uh I mean, but just a change is probably helping, and mm. I think maybe just knowing just the simple points in life is probably the most important parts of life, I guess. Yeah, and especially at the minute. It's true. True. Yeah, you're seeing that in in a lot of people, you know, especially yeah. especially a sort of worlds where everybody's work is very, you know, sort of like just one job after the next and and then all of a sudden you know it's not like like both of us self-employed and most of the people we probably know are self-employed as well so it's uh you you know a lot of people are suddenly like ah oh, okay i'm just gonna have to be a bit hmm. creative make a bit of a change do something yeah. different and adapt and uh hmm. you know everyone will come out of it the other side okay it's, it's just uh yeah like you say is that you can't really focus on unknown because you have no idea what 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 will happen? You know, no. but we're all, think, we're all fine. Which thank goodness. I think you got if you got your health and you know you've got a lot of loving people around you. And I, you know one of the things that stuck to me the other day, like you know, I talk about this in the radio at work because obviously I'm sitting in the van for ten hours a day and yeah, you know, it keeps me entertained or whatever. And it's just that kind of uh, being close to people. I think yeah, people are struggling with at the minute. And true. I think coming home and just hugging the family, kissing the family, you know, and just being close and doing stuff with as a, as a little unit because I know a lot of people aren't having that. And I think that's yeah. for me kind of touches that kind of closeness of it all, you know, mm. I think people are missing that a little bit. Yeah. Closeness, but it's just a high five or a pat on the back. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think so. Yeah, I think no, it's good. Right. It's cool. Apart from that, mate, I'm we're, you know, we're all good. The family's all well. Good. And, uh, just, yeah enjoying kind of being near the beach and enjoying the sea as much as i can <laughs> yeah keeps you keeps you sane definitely all right well i'll wind this up because uh you got an evening but cool, thanks man. so much nick and um i know i mean who knows but let's share your what's your website and stuff for all your coast here and sure stuff. um if yeah, you just go to www.nickthorn.com yeah and, and i'll, I'll put that in the page next. without an e yeah as your all your watery needs yeah better. and just nick thorn <laughs> surf coaching yeah just find it yeah. all going on there um 
that's something you've been doing lately a bit more of, isn't it? Like the the more advanced surf coaching. That's quite a nice yeah. uh, activity as well. Not so many people seem to offer that. No, I think there's a lot of kind of scope on kind of that next level. I think people go for that whole beginning surfing and then get stuck. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just think they can probably learn more themselves, which is understandable. Yeah. Uh, probably we'll we'll do it. Uh, and to a certain extent whatever we do and then to sort of self-learn but even if it's just someone nagging in your ear and telling you mm. to do it properly or a video or a picture or whatever it is you know to yeah. something that people can kind of relate to and visually see every time they potentially do that repetitive action and, uh, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah there's lots of scope for kind of progression surfing i think and mm. probably you know i have my hands up not the best person of get myself out there and doing all that sort of stuff in a minute and uh only because of the certain times but you know yeah. also working on new stuff for the future you know once again i'm not uh planning on changing much really if i can get back to teaching swimming and surfing and yeah uh, getting back in the kind of swing of that sort of thing um I definitely will do i think unfortunately for me i've got to try and put some money in the bank to kind of pay. yeah Pay the bills. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah. Get out there and do the work thing, which is yeah. which is fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tied over. Right. Yeah. Good. All right, my man. No, it's good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's lovely chatting. Well, I really enjoyed that chat. I hope you did too. Um, Nick's definitely an interesting character with a lot of stories. And next time I'm going to be talking to someone else with a great story, and that is Rebecca Coles, who held several British freediving records and is one of the teachers on our teacher training program. Um, yeah, she's got some great tales and is a real mind of information about working with the breath, um, especially for athletes and and for using the breath to enhance your physical performance. So I'm looking forward to that one and that will be out within the next month. Okay, see you for now. Bye. Conversations with and for people who love water.